God, I ask that this word will go forth and do the work that you sent it to do, and it will not return unto you void. Have your way in this place on today. You are welcome. How we thank you. Lord, we lift you up. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever and ever. Hallelujah and amen. Good morning and certainly it is a blessed privilege to be in the house of the Lord. I want to say thank you to my friend Pastor Dalco for allowing me to speak this morning. Um, and thank you to the One Fellowship family for having me on this great day that has been set aside for fathers, but certainly I say happy Father's Day to all fathers. I also want to greet uh, my Wesley family for, and thank you for allowing me to, um, and for being with me this morning and um, that we are worshiping a little differently this morning, but certainly we are getting it in and we're thankful unto God for that. So thank you for being present. Thank you for all those that have um, joined us this morning. We pray that your hearts will be blessed. There were three men who were hiking one day and they unexpectedly came to this big, raging, violent river. These men had to get to the other side and they didn't know how they were gonna do that. So they got together and they thought, well, we should probably pray. So they decided uh, that they were going to start praying and, and the first man uh, prayed to God. He said, God, can you please give me the strength to cross this river? Then poof, God gave the man big arms and big legs and allowed the man to swim across that raging river. He did that in about two hours. The second man said, oh God, give me the strength to cross this river, but also God give me the tools that I need to cross this river. Then God gave him strong arms, strong legs, and he gave him a rowboat to go across the river. The man got in the boat and uh, went to cross the raging water. He did that in a matter of hours. The third man said, God, give me the strength and the tools and the intelligence to cross this river. Then poof, God made him a woman. She looked at the map. She hiked over to the other side about 100 yards and walked across the bridge to the other side. And that took that woman about 15 minutes. I said all that to say this. <laughs> Happy Father's Day again to my fathers and I pray that you enjoy your day. <laughs> if you have your Bibles in front of you or the means in which you access the word of God, I would ask that you would turn with me to the New Testament text according to Matthew. Matthew chapter 18, and we'll start there at the 21st verse. Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may become compared to a certain king 
who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. And when he had begun to settle them, there was brought to him one who owed him 10,000 talents. But since he did not have the means to repay, his Lord commanded him to be sold along with his wife and children and all that he had so that repayment could be made. The slave, therefore, falling down, prostrated himself before him, saying, have patience with me and I will repay you everything. And the Lord of that slave, filled with compassion, he released him and he said that he forgave the debt but that the slave went and found one of the fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii and seized him and began to choke him saying, pay back what you owe me. So this fellow slave fell down and began to entreat him saying, have patience with me and I will repay you. He was unwilling, however, but went and threw him in prison until he should pay back what was owed. So when his fellow slaves saw that's what had happened, they were deeply grieved and came and reported to their Lord all that had happened. Then summoning the man, his Lord said to him, you wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you entreated me. Should you not also have mercy on your fellow slave even as I had mercy on you? And his Lord moved with anger handed him over to be tortured until he should repay all that was owed to him. So shall my heavenly father also do to you if each of you do not forgive your brethren from your heart. That is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, as I was reading this uh, familiar text, I said, I do pray that this is the fir- not the first time that you've heard this text. You know, I do hope that this is familiar to you. You know, as me and Pastor Dalco were talking this morning when I walked in, he started talking about this text. He had no idea what I was going to preach about. But as he was giving his example, I stopped him mid-sentence and I said, that is exactly what I'm preaching about on today. So I do pray that it's not your first time. It wasn't Pastor Dalco's first time, of course. But even if, if it's familiar to you, and, and if I were to, to just preach about Ruth on today, you know, you know the story about Ruth, and, and, and you know that at the end of the book, Ruth gets her Boaz. But no matter how many times you heard about blind Bartimaeus, you know at the end that Jesus restores Bartimaeus' sight. And no matter how many times you heard about Job, one of my favorite books of the Bible, you know at the end of the story, the Lord restores twofold to Job. So yes, all I'm saying is that we know the story and we also know how it ends. But my purpose on today is to give it to you in a way that you didn't expect. So I pray that your heart, your mind, and your soul is edified by this word, this blessing that God sent me here to provide unto you on today. I ask that you put yourself in the story. See yourself at the end. See what God is doing or is going to do for you. And I'll pause right there to give you a moment to give God some praise, you know, because certainly he knows our end from our beginning, doesn't he? He will make us the head and not the tail. He'll put us above and not beneath. You know, he'll always make a way out of no way. Amen. And and your ladder will be greater Hallelujah. (laughs) I know that because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's been so good to me, so much better to me than I could be to myself. I cannot keep it to myself. So I'm going to stand right here. If you don't say it with me, I'm going to praise him by myself and just say, thank you, God, for being so good to me. It's all right for us to thank him this morning for how our story will end. You know, when we start living our lives with, um, with an attitude of humbleness and, and honesty, I, I want you to understand that, that sometimes there will be um, some risks involved. There will be some unexpected experiences that will occur. There will be some things that may throw us off our game. You know, we, we may en encounter some dangerous things. Um, there may be some uh-ohs. There may be some boo-boos along the way. But, but unless we, we, we have an attitude of humility and, and honesty, then forgiveness and, and relationships, are, are, they cannot be fixed. We have to be able to forgive. Those relationships can't be made stronger and they can't last longer if we do not. You see, in this text, um, Peter recognized the risks that were involved. And that's why he asked Jesus the question. You see, I believe that Peter wanted to be prepared for things that were to come. I, um, I would go on to say that Peter might have been lacking in humility himself because, you know, he was very sure that his brother was going to commit some offenses or sins against him. And he was also just as sure that he wasn't going to be doing anything towards his brother. Peter also tried to put a limit on the number of times that to forgive someone. And Peter thought seven is a good number. But did you ever think that the problem is not knowing that we need to forgive, but the problem is indeed when we think we don't have to forgive? How many of you right now are thinking of, of at least one or two people that you want to text to get tuned into this Facebook Live because you feel like they need to hear this story about forgiveness? Because, of course, it's not you. <laughs> it's always somebody else who needs it and not us. You see, you see, um, but, but seven is an awful lot of times to forgive someone, right? You see, but because but, but, some of us are, are washing our hands after we've forgiven somebody just once. Or, or, or I'll stretch it and say twice. But, but, but seven times, please. You see, but when Jesus answers Peter, I imagine Peter looks as if he had just swallowed a frog or something because Jesus responded with, not seven times, my dear Peter, but 70 times seven. I mean, do the math, that, that's 490 times. Now who can keep up with that many times? But, but because I don't remember the last time I counted $490, you, you know, but, but, but that was certainly Jesus's point because by the time we have forgiven somebody that many times, we should be used, so used to forgiving that it's a habit, that it's normal, that it's a normal part of who we are, that it's ingrained in us to continue to forgive. You know, we should be forgiving without even thinking about it. But listen, forgiveness is not about numbers. 
Forgiveness is not about keeping up with what somebody's done to you that's hurt your feelings or that has rubbed you the wrong way. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that love keeps no record of wrongs. You see, but, but quite possibly, forgiveness is about doing the right thing. The emphasis on this chapter um, is on forgiveness. And the main character in this parable or story, if you will, um, went through three different stages um, while he experienced what it's like to forgive as well as choosing not to. Allow me to share those three experiences with you and I will bid you happy Father's Day. First of all, we have a man who indebted to his who is indebted to his king, as um, the text tells us, and 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 he's trying to to muster up and figure out how he's going to repay his debt. Look with me at verses twenty three through twenty seven. It says, "For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a certain king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves." And when he had begun to settle them, there was brought to him one who owed him 10,000 talents. But since he did not have the means to repay, his Lord commanded him to be sold along with his wife and his children and all that he had and so that repayment could be made. The slave therefore fell down, prostrated himself before him saying, have you patience with me? and I'll repay you everything that I owe. The Lord of the slave felt compassion and released him and said, go, your debt is forgiven. This man was about to be thrown into prison because he couldn't pay whatever he owed the man. The Bible says 10,000 talents. So he falls down, begs, pleads, hey, you know, I don't have the money. The boss says, okay, just like that. I'll erase your debt. And let you go free, but not only you, I'll let your family go too. So the man was allowed to go free. You know, if we are sitting in a spirit of humility and honesty this morning, some of us have racked up some pretty big debt, much bigger than the 10,000 talents that this man owed his king. But, but I don't mean that necessarily in the sense of monetary debts, but I'm talking about big debts that have keep adding up and adding up against God. And you know what? I'm so glad that God still loves us in spite of our indebtedness, <laughs> in spite of our wrongdoings. He still saw fit to wake us up this morning and get us started along our way. Amen. In spite of everything that is going on in this world, in the middle of a pandemic that we have no idea when it's going to end, God still continues to protect us and to keep us. He's brought us from a mighty long way. In spite of it all, he keeps us away from the enemy, amen. In spite of the things that we're going through, God keeps on blessing us over and over again, amen. And what do we do in spite of all of that? We keep on running up the bill. We keep running it up day after day, moment after moment. We don't even deserve the goodness that God has given unto us. But yet he's so good and so gracious, waiting for us to do the right thing, to forgive others, to repent of our sins and ask him to forgive us so he can wipe the debt 
clean. Just like that, it'll be tossed as far as the east is from the west, never to be brought back up again. All I'm saying is that none of us are perfect. We've all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. And I just wanna say thank you, Lord, for paying it all <laughs> for me. There's a story told about a little boy who wanted a puppy. So this little boy decided to go to the pet store and shop for his new puppy. When he walked inside the store, he went straight to a box in the corner that contained a lot of little puppies. So the little boy picked up each puppy one by one and he examined it and looked it over very carefully and would place it back in the box, pick up the next puppy and do the same thing. He went to the clerk finally and said, sir, I found one, how much? The clerk told him how much the puppy was and the little boy counted his money to make sure he had enough for his puppy. He went back and gently picked up his puppy and went back to the clerk to pay. The clerk told him, oh son, you don't want that one. He said, he's crippled. He can't play, he can't run, he can't fetch balls. He said, put him back and get a healthy puppy. The little boy looked at the clerk and he said, no, thank you. This is exactly the one that I want. He laid his money on the counter. He hugged the puppy. And as the boy turned to walk away, the clerk looked and noticed the braces on the little boy's crippled legs. That little boy paid a price to get that less than perfect puppy. And right now I'm reminded of Jesus <laughs> who paid a price to get you and to get me less than perfect people. You see, I can't see you, nor can I hear you, but I hope that you will stop right now and thank God with me for the blood of Jesus. You see, it was his blood that cleansed us from all unrighteousness, his blood that washed us white as snow. It was his blood, church, that redeemed us and made us brand new. And I don't know about you, but I just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being there for me. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for me. I just want to say thank you, Lord. Stay with me now, because the, the story doesn't end right there with this man, man being indebted. You know, he owed a debt to his king. I told you there were three experiences, and I'm already at number two. Look with me at verse 28. And it says, but that the slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. So the one that was just forgiven of his debt went out and found someone who owed him a hundred denarii. And he seized the man and started to choke him. <laughs> and he said, pay me back what you owe me. So this fellow slave fell down and began to entreat him saying, have patience with me. He says, I'll repay you. He was unwilling, however, but went and threw this man into prison until he was able to repay him what he owed him. So <laughs> did you hear what I just read? So we have this same man <laughs> who now finds himself in the position of a lender, right? And the Bible tells us that he ran across this person who owed him some money, just a little bit of money now. And here's what he does. 
went up to him, humiliated him, choked him, and threw him into prison, all because he couldn't repay his debt. Now, he didn't need the money, did he? Because his debt was just wiped clean, right? So he, he was allowed to go free, but he was unself, he was being selfish and uncaring. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how soon we forget, how soon we forget how good God has blessed us, <laughs> how quickly we forget the mess that he just got us out of. You see, this man had just been forgiven for 10,000 talents, spared from going to prison, family was spared, but he couldn't forgive the man who owed him just a few dollars. Sad, this man was unwilling to do for someone else what a faithful king had done for him. He was unwilling to extend the grace that was given to him as a lender that he received as a debtor. All I'm trying to impart in your spirit this morning is just do the right thing. Please just do the right thing. Let's see what happens next in this text as I make my way to the third experience. Look, it's right here in your Bible. Look with me at verse 31. And it says, so when his fellow slaves saw what happened, they were deeply grieved and came and reported to their Lord everything that happened. Then summoning him, his Lord said, you wicked slave, I just forgave you for everything that you owed me and let you go and let your family go. But look what you just did. You didn't allow this person to go that owed you a little money. He told him with anger, handed him over to be tortured until he could repay what he owed. You see, this is horrible. <laughs> After the boss heard what he did, he called him back, punished him, put him into a, a prison of hell and torture. I just want you to understand that when we choose not to forgive, when we choose not to do the right thing, that we're asking for trouble and we end up punishing ourselves. See, it doesn't matter how many times anybody did what they did to you, um, no matter what they did, the only choice that we should make is to forgive that person. And the Bible says that God said 70 times seven. In the book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter, the 32nd verse tells us this, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. You see, when we forgive, it sets us free. It's a release from what has us bound. You know, I was... Um, a, a part of this meeting this last week on Zoom, and I had bought a just a white top just to to just for this particular meeting, and and I had the opportunity to wear it last week, and and so it was the first time that I had worn this shirt that I bought. Well, as time went on during the day, I noticed that I, I, I managed to stain the shirt somehow, and 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 for the life of me, I don't know how I did it, but then I tried and tried and tried to get the stain out for the past few days to no avail. The stain is still there. Nothing is working. Right now, that shirt is useless to me. I won't ever wear it again. But, but, but as I was reading this text, I, I thought about sin. 
You see, sin reminds me of the stain that's in my shirt. You see, sin is in us and it won't come out no matter how hard we try to get it out. You see, to get rid of that stain, that that sin that's in us will take something way more than what you or I can do. You see, God is the only solution to do the trick. You see, it's only through the shed blood of Jesus that the sin stain can be removed and we can be forgiven and made brand new. You see, so we need to forgive so that we can be forgiven. You see, before this man's boss forgave his debt, he was horrified. He didn't know how he was going to pay back this money. But he didn't have to worry because the king within just a few seconds said, no worries, you're forgiven. And because of all of that, that man was free to go on and enjoy his life. But he ended up in prison anyway, but he put himself there because he was being greedy and he was being selfish. My brothers and my sisters, by not being concerned about your neighbors, put yourself in a hell hole. You see, it makes your life miserable. But when you forgive, you can be set free. You know, if you just take a moment and look around, the entire world would be a much better place if we would just experience forgiveness and just do the right thing. You see, Jesus taught his disciples over and over and over again how to uh, forgive and to love because those were necessities, just absolute necessities for spiritual growth. But, But here comes the test of all tests. As God's only son, Jesus, <laughs> lied there in painful agony on a cross, <laughs> on a hill called Calvary. You see, he lifted up his head that was covered in a crown of thorns and, and, and his face was uh, drenched in blood. You see, I can imagine the hurt and the pain and the humiliation that our Jesus endured. But yet and still through all of that, he still cried out, Father, (laughs) forgive them for they know not what they do. You see, praise God on today because of Jesus's experience, he overcame evil with good. I'm reminded of a quote by Dr. Martin Luther King that said, generations will continue to rise and fall. He said, men will continue to worship the little God of revenge and bow before the altar of retaliation. He goes on to say, but ever again, this noble lesson from Calvary, the lesson from Calvary will come as a nagging reminder that only goodness can drive out evil and only love can conquer hate. You know, during this time, right this moment of my sermon, as I prepare to to bring it on home, if I could sing, I would do that right about now. (laughs) But since I can't sing, I'm going to tell you the words of my favorite song as I close. You see, and it goes a little something like this. It says, they hung him high. They stretched him wide. (laughs) He hung his head and then he died. You know, I don't know about you, but to me, that is love. You know, but that's not how the story ends because three days later he rose again. Now that's love. And it was Jesus 
Jesus, Jesus. You see, Jesus paid the price for you and me. Jesus paid it all. All to him we owe. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Because of Jesus, we have the victory. Because of Jesus, we should be able to forgive the wrongdoings of our neighbor. Let forgiveness free your heart on today. I asked you in the beginning to see yourself at the end. Which one were you? Were you the borrower? Were you the lender? Or were you the prisoner? Are you going to allow yourself to be set free today? Or are you happy in a dingy, dusty prison? Forgive others so that you can be forgiven by our Father in heaven. Jesus said forgive, not seven times, but 70 times seven. Do the right thing today. God bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. He's always making a way. He's always making a way. Why don't you pray with me right now? God, thank you for making a way. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. God, thank you for your mercy. You said in your word that goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. God, we have access to your mercy. I pray, God, that we'll go forth into the world and do the right thing and extend mercy to each other on a consistent basis. This world needs mercy. So God, right now, shower us with your mercies. Use us as your instruments, Lord, to be vehicles of your mercy. God, mercy in our communities, mercy in our political system, mercy in our educational system, mercy in, our, in banking, mercy all around us and on our jobs, Lord. Mercy, have mercy. God, we need mercy this hour. God, in all that we're facing right now with COVID, mercy. God, in all that we're facing with race relations right now, mercy. Have mercy. For we know and believe that your grace is sufficient. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your mercy. We believe your victory. It is in Jesus' name that we pray and say amen. And now we are privileged to uh, 
bless God with our tithes and offerings. God truly loves a cheerful giver. And what an honor it is to always give to such so seed into such a great kingdom, the kingdom of God. So we extend this privilege to you. Um, there are several ways that you can give. Uh, you can give uh, by uh, mail, uh, P.O. Box 1273, Waco, Texas 76703. Also drop off 1130 to 1.30 here at the church. That is Monday, Mondays, uh, 11.30 to 1.30. Uh, our treasurer is here. We also have uh, Cash App. Uh, Cash App, uh, that is dollar sign one uh, fellowship Waco. Uh, one fellowship Waco. Uh, and then finally online through PayPal, you're able to give as well. We also, for anyone who may be listening to us, we also want to let you know, uh, Wesley, you're able to give as well. Uh, 125 Turner Street, that's Waco, Texas. You can mail uh, 125 Turner Street, Waco, Texas. That is 76704. Uh, or you can also online use Givelify, uh, Givelify. Uh, as well. And so I'm pretty sure those who may be listening with us from Wesley will know uh, some of your giving options, but we want to extend, extend that to you as well. So these are some ways that uh, you can give at this particular time. We are so thankful. I am so thankful for uh, how Pastor Dixon has come and been with us today and uh, has brought, has given us a word uh today and so we are extremely appreciative of that let us pray god we thank you for all that you do we ask your blessings upon these tides and these offerings we lift them up for you i mean to you but for the increase for the increase uh, they might go forth and accomplish your will and your purpose right now for we pray that your will will be done not ours we thank you, Lord, for the privilege and the opportunity to give to such a great and awesome kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray and say amen. 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 Once again, I am so thrilled. I pray that you have a happy, happy Father's Day. I was, I am so thrilled to be able to share this time with uh, all, all of you on this Father's Day. Uh, run home play with my little man um, and spend some time with him on Father's Day. Uh, bless Daddy this morning. Uh, I guess I have to read my book. I, I received a book, y'all, from uh, TJ with personalized book uh, of a story with my name, his name written in, and it's really neat. And so um, we're going to share that today. Read uh, Daddy's gonna read his read Daddy's book, uh, you know today. And so, I once again I pray for all uh, for those that may be struggling on this day. Uh, know that you are not alone. 
that we still, here's the good news, keep this always in mind. We have a God who is a father to the fatherless. Remember that, that we always have the ultimate father who is always here for us. Hold that dear to your hearts this day. Uh, and let's celebrate that we do have an amazing, amazing, amazing Father in God. Amen. I want to have Pastor Dixon come and do benediction, give the final words. We Once again, we thank her for her message. We thank God for uh, her sharing today. I want to thank Wesley for allowing her to be here. And Wesley, we do apologize. There was a glitch in our system, and we thought you would be able to call in. Uh, and so we apologize. Don't hold that against her. That's on our end. We messed that up. And so uh, we do apologize. Uh, she preached a message about forgiveness, so please forgive us. <laughs> Have mercy on us this morning. So... Certainly, we won't be like the man in the text who um, was indebted um, uh, whenever he knew that the other man owed him money and he tried to go back and grab it because he was then a lender. So we will definitely be like the king who extended the grace, amen, to him. And so we will definitely do that um, to one fellowship. We uh, never know how technology or which way it's going to take us. So certainly we allow grace um, for that. But I do thank all of you that joined in and was able to get that message. So we pray that uh, your heart and your uh, mind was blessed uh, as a result. So again, happy Father's Day to all fathers. I will not get up and, and continue to prolong the service, but certainly want to again thank One Fellowship for the opportunity to stand before you on today um, in the presence of our Almighty God um, to lift up a word. So um, if you would, please um, let us pray. Now unto him who's able to keep you from stumbling, and make you stand in his presence blameless and with great joy the only wise God, our Savior, be all glory, all dominion, and all power, now, henceforth, and forevermore. He's in all things we ask in Jesus' mighty name. And our hearts said with a loud voice, hallelujah, amen, amen, 